Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 195. We're now officially in spoopy season. It's that time of year again, finally. And actually, like, Josh has actually recognized spoopy season as opposed to the crap he gives me for the other 11 months of the year. But it's our favorite time of year around the podcast, besides, you know, the beginning of the year when we get to make crazy predictions, because we just talk about the spoopy stuff all month long. So, we're going to start off gentle. We're going to start off with our warped and twisted minds added once again, just like last week, the fantasy football. We're going to turn regular movies into horror movies, and I'm looking forward to the chaos that ensues with that. Like, it's not necessarily, like, family-friendly movies. It's just, like, non-horror movies turning into horror movies. Most of them are for comedic effect. One of them, I'm just, like, you actually, it could have served your story better to be a horror movie, but uh, we'll we'll get into all that in a little bit. Josh, how you doing tonight? Chilling like a villain. Apparently, I can't talk. Well, we could talk before, but I can't talk now. I'm doing all right, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm actually got two days off this week, so I am vibing, my dude. <laughs> What a novel concept. I know, right? It's crazy. What about you? You you doing all right? Uh, I mean, we made it out of the hurricane fine enough. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it was... It's so weird. It was so sporadic of, like, some places by us were super, super flooded. Others, it was like nothing happened. Um, We got a lot of heavy winds and heavy rain, but by and large, we're, we're doing okay. I'm still pissed that it was during my pre-scheduled vacation time, uh, but I did get those days back, so I'll just use some other random days here and there. I'm like, my timing, my timing. Uh, but Josh, you watching anything good lately? I did. I've, I've, I've made good use of my days off. Uh, of course, you know, Ring of Rings of Power, episode six, fantastic. Uh, Golly, so the, it's very interesting because um, with the really, and maybe this is probably on purpose, honestly, if we're, if we're being serious here, uh, Cinema Wins has been doing his uh, everything Batman. great about Lo Lo the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, it, and okay, the freaking heathen that says the theatrical <laughs> version is better. Like, so, okay, excuse okay, okay. me. <laughs> Have you watched all three of the videos? Yes, of course I okay. have. So he comes, he comes back and he says, you know, like obviously he he definitely sees the benefits in the extended, uh, if, but definitely not for a first watch. And like, you know what? I can see the merit in that. I can absolutely see the merit in that. But to, with that, all that being said, having him like comment about like the way that Peter Jackson films certain things and like the way those movies eye certain things, up to like about episode four of uh, rings of power it is very very similar in the way that things are shot in the way uh you know the camera kind of angles all those kinds of things are very peter jackson-esque um episode six they lean hard into anything that's not peter jackson uh and it's absolutely wonderful it felt fresh uh i i don't know um obviously i stay away from all the the comments and stuff like that for rings of power because i love this show and i i don't want anybody to dampen my spirits about it um that being said i also like tried to get in the swing of things with the with the fall fall season i watched for the first time over the garden wall um i had never seen the show before and Why does that sound familiar 
Uh, it's a little. It's a. I know that you would. You'd know it if you saw it. The name it's sounds those, so familiar. It's a show Cartoon Network did like one season of. It's about these two kids that get lost in the woods. Uh, it's it's so charming and everything about it is about is is just the transition it's it's about transition you know from from fall to autumn to autumn it's not sorry from from summer to autumn to from autumn to to winter it's all the it's a very good show and honestly i i know for a fact you and heather would love that show it is on Hmm. hbo max and i could not recommend it more as a like hey it's fall time to watch this kind of thing it's like I want to say maybe eight episodes long and they're like typical, like maybe 30 minutes each. And okay, that's an easy, that's, that's easy enough. Easy, easy. Uh, Likewise, kicking it off with the spooky season. uh, My youngest brother had not seen as above. So below. And uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while. Let's watch it again. And he joined me with that. And gosh, man, it is so awesome to see what you can do with the found footage genre genre when you do it right when you do like the amount of tension that's been built and like watching it i think it's like the third or fourth time i've seen this film over the years uh but like the way that like literally the first hour of this hour and a half movie is nothing but atmosphere there's no jump scares there's nothing it's just building the atmosphere and to the point where it comes to a head at, at, at the third hour mark and the next 30 minutes is just terrifying because of all the implications and now all the release of the atmosphere. It's, it's very good. I've, I will always sing the praises as, uh, as above. So below, because I know that you and I going into see it, we're kind of like, it's a found footage film. How good can it be? It's one that Netflix <laughs> heavily advertises. How good can it be? Yes, exactly. It's, but it's very, very good. Honestly. So I haven't watched anything spoopy yet. Uh, like an hour before we started recording this, I picked up my 4K trilogy, quote unquote, trilogy from Scream Factory of Halloween. Of it is Halloween Six, both the theatrical and producers cut, Halloween H2O, and Josh's favorite, Halloween Resurrection, yeah, all in 4K. Right? <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to delving into those and seeing how they look. I'm sure they translate pretty well. Uh. But I didn't text Josh about this because I'm curious. I want to see his actual reactions. We have a Teen Titans go to the movies situation on our hands here. As Heather and I watch DC League of Super Pets. Oh, no. It's not as funny as Teen Titans go to the movies. But, dude. (laughs) There's a couple good, like, actually laugh out loud moments. And also effective uses of the sensor beep in a ch- interesting yeah they okay. play that very cleverly also um as much as i bag on kevin hart being the same thing in every movie and i was kind of not necessarily the biggest fan of what they did with ace in this movie and we could see from the trailers that he's different uh there's a couple scenes that get actual genuine emotion out of you going oh jeez, i was not expecting this from league of super pets but yeah, it's a lot funnier than you're expecting it to be it's not to the level of teen titans go to the movies that was like blew me away laughing on the floor crying um but there's a couple really really good jokes and it's also clearly written by fans of the material because there's some deep cut jokes in this and references and easter eggs and i'm just like ah so this is what a healthy DC universe looks like. Some of the design <laughs> character designs work for me. Some of them really don't. 
Um, and The Rock is just playing The Rock. There's no real disguising his voice, but I think you'd be very surprised with League of Super Pets, Josh. That probably wouldn't be. Yeah, like it, it always had the, that kind of potential. The the two Titans go to the movies kind of potential. Um, I just refuse because it's The Rock being The Rock. I can deal with it's Kevin. It's a good Kevin's streaming fine. movie. Yeah, I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised about that. Now that it is on streaming, I well, I think I'll check it out potentially. But you know, I, I'm glad it wasn't an absolute dumpster fire like we thought it was going to be. Not 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 completely. Now, let's get into some news because Jesus, we're loaded this week. Yeah. So, kicking us off is the news that most of y'all are super surprised about. And then there's me, who has been saying ever since Logan ended, Hugh Jackman will come back as Wolverine one day in the MCU. And friends, I am proud to report Hugh Jackman is coming to the MCU in some capacity in Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy's Deadpool 3. The King is returning to us. We're getting another appearance from Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and I lost my mind when I saw this news. Now, granted, I understand that some people are just like, but it ruins the legacy of Logan. It ruins his final appearance. I'm like, it's okay if you think that. You're just not right. Because. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Because. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is at, totally of my opinion. Because look at where we're at currently within the MCU. We are exploring the multiverse. I think Logan was the send off to the Fox Wolverine. I think this is a Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic situation of, yeah, he looks like the person that you know, but he's slightly different. Also, and I almost texted, I think I texted this to you, Josh, or I was either talking to you or Heather about this. There's a difference between Dwayne Johnson's fan service and Ryan Reynolds' fan service. That's, that's fair. This that's is Ryan Reynolds' fair. fan service in that I feel like for years, he's wanted to do a Deadpool Wolverine crossover movie. But I feel like he's doing this specifically for one reason and one reason alone. To get fans to be able to see, at least once, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the freaking Wolverine suit. If you show that in the trailer, in the words of John Campia, they're not going to sell some of the tickets. They're going to sell all of the tickets not a lot all of the tickets which makes me think they're not going to show it in the trailer as a big like pop the crowd moment um mm -hmm. but the biggest lie of this whole thing this whole announcement of hugh jackson's returning as wolverine for one last time i'm going <laughs> yeah sure sure jan <laughs> here's why there's some movie that's coming out a few years after deadpool 3 Called Avengers Secret Wars, which we're not going to talk about that today, but we do now have a writer for it. And it's the same guy that did Loki and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So kind of checks out there. Doesn't get me overly excited, but checks out at least. <laughs> yeah. Fans have been clamoring forever for like multiverse characters to show up in Secret Wars and it'd be this big, huge event. 
I think the chances are better now than they were a few weeks ago of that actually becoming reality. But again, fans, temper your expectations for what Secret World Wars actually will be. Uh, but Josh, one of the greatest castings of all time, Hugh Jackman, is back. The, the best will always be J. Jonah Jameson. But the Jackman is back, and you hate it, don't you? I... I I am definitely one of those people who is like that. Yes, like Logan was the perfect send off to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Um, I don't want to see him in anything. Uh, however, if he's going to come back for some reason, mainly because of like the love, like weird relationship that Deadpool has with Hugh Jackman in both in one and two, this just works on so many levels. And I, I just, if they're going to bring him back, this is how I, I, I'm down with. I'm totally okay with that. Even if it's there's no multiverse shenanigans and he's just back, I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. I would love to see um, Hugh in the actual, like, in an actual Wolverine costume, be it the the orange and brown or the, the black and yellow. I would love to see just an actual suit on him. And I think if, if if anybody's got the balls to do it, it's Deadpool. It's definitely Deadpool. I wouldn't be surprised if this if they do use Wolverine suit, which come on, they better. Or if they save that for Secret Wars, don't you dare. Um, if they do use the suit, I think it'll be the suit from that deleted scene from the Wolverine when he opens up the mm. box or whatever, like the ultimate so tease. The, yeah. Of, so the, the brown and the brown, brown and, uh, and orange. Okay. So what is it? That you like that brown and yellow, but you don't like brown and yellow on Daredevil. No, 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 because that's brown and orange. That's not brown and yellow. No, it's brown and yellow. It's definitely Uh, brown and yellow. Nah. Uh, I think because Daredevil screams red to me. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, 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 maybe, I don't know. The yellow, I think for, for, um, maybe it's the shade. Because the shade for Wolverine's brown and yellow is is not, it's it's definitely leaning towards more like an orange. Whereas huh, Daredevil's yellow is clearly mustard. Um. <laughs> Another reason why I don't think this is like the legacy destroyer of Logan that some people think it is is it's a Deadpool movie. It's going to be so tonally different than Logan of. Deadpool has always more or less been a satire of superhero movies, so I would not be surprised at all if they make some joke about, wow, we actually could afford Jackman this time around? Like, all it took us two movies or whatever else. It only took a colossal merger that almost, uh, like, destroyed the movie infrastructure. Like, I could see Deadpool making that kind of joke of, yeah, oh, wow, all it took was our studio going completely bottoms up and being bought out by the mouse for us to actually have somebody famous in one of these and i could totally see him calling calling him hugh the entire time like not he's not wolverine calling him hugh Hugh i feel like we pitched that idea at one point or another of bring back hugh jackman for deadpool 3 but not as wolverine as the actual actor hugh jackman but looking beyond deadpool there's no way that you get him back for this and only this with secret wars on the horizon like um here's the thing i'm gonna say that's totally the possibility (laughs) because uh we got burned with with civil war 
Uh, and Civil War was what it is. It's it, it, it needed if you're going to do a Civil War, it needs to be way bigger than just a one single airport fight. Um, one day, Joshua. My... Did one day one day Joshua get off his high horse about Civil War? I I just here's the thing, man. I think if you're going to do one of these movies that is a big colossal like event, Colossus, yeah. Um, to do an actual like event, like it needs to be one, you know, part one and two or something like that. I, I just for Civil War was disappointing to me, and I think it'll always be that way to me. But still, regardless of that, I just, I, I know the chances of them going as hard as they need to with Secret Wars are higher than ever. They're still to me not that high for me to have expectations to be seeing a whole bunch of people showing up. I actually, so I forgot to mention this in what we're watching, uh, but I'm actually starting to read the original Secret Wars comic, the original, like the 80s one. No, nice. And I could absolutely see a world where certain members, like the the newer people, like the ones that they're kind of expecting to lead the forefront, like a Kate Bishop, like a Shang-Chi, the new Captain mm-hmm. America, Spider-Man, all of them just get teleported away one day. And then you get select members of the Fox universe. And they just mm. kind of meet as a grouping like a, hey, what are you? Hey, who are you? And that's kind of their version of Secret Wars. And then we get some incursions from there. So, yeah, more or less what's happens in the comics. But like, you don't need everybody. We don't need Jessica Alba's Mrs. Fantastic to come back. No, thank you. Why not? Why not? Because they that nailed be fun. They nailed three out of the four castings in those Fantastic movie, Fantastic Four movies and and they also cast her in those movies. <laughs> That's mean. I don't. I, I, I don't you. care. I it's you. accurate because everyone else is great, and Doctor Doom is also in those movies. Um, he's a thing that happened. He's yeah, a thing absolutely. that happens in those movies. Uh, but <laughs> as we've heard speculated, the reason why we haven't gotten any mutants or X Men so far in the MCU is because like those pre-existing contracts with the Fox movies of like supposedly lock those actors behind a wall till 2025 or like they can't be recast till 2025 i'm like well if you do secret wars you don't need to recast them you can just bring them back as a multiverse variant of them that way you have some form of a big crossover but then when you're done with secret wars and i'm assuming they're just going to start this new timeline post secret wars of everything is canon and everything's together of x-men avengers whatever else then you can recast then and they'll be like here's our current universe situation now uh, mm-hmm. i i still maintain that this is a great thing um i love that people were just like what did disney have to do to get you to come back he's just like no one made me do anything i'm an adult i made decisions i wanted to come back um i don't know if this is a hugh jackman situation of so Reynolds. Ryan pleaded. Ryan pleaded. <laughs> Please, Hugh. They just backed up a truck. <laughs> but also, you got to look at who he's working with. Both Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have worked with Sean Levy before. Did uh, he, uh, words are hard. Ryan Reynolds just worked with him in Free Guy, and Hugh Jackman worked mm-hmm. with him in the criminally underrated Real Steel, which again, no one talks about. Also, Hugh Jackman was in Free Guy as well. Quick cameo there. So maybe Hugh was just looking for the right guy to work with next. Maybe he just wanted to work with Ryan. There could be a lot of factors, but I I have a hard time believing this is a one and done for him. Granted, I think this will also give him a chance to show off more of his comedic side because it's a freaking Deadpool movie. Mm, 
And I think that's what I'm more excited about. And I can see this being one of the reasons why Hugh comes back because this is an opportunity to Jeez, words, words are hard. Are for hard. Both of us today. Uh, it's an opportunity for both of them to to kind of take Wolverine in a direction we haven't seen before. So Hugh actually gets to come back and do something fresh. It was why he was so excited about Logan. It, it, to do something fresh with the character, something different than he's done before. And honestly, I, I can totally see see them leaning into more of that like original X-Men movies uh, cheese with him, with this, and I'm just excited about it. And honestly. also, if he gets the Wolverine costume, he doesn't have to be in as good of shape the whole time. Correct. Just pad that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> now a late developing thing i think this trailer dropped on monday but oh, what a trailer it is we get our first like full non-teaser but like a full trailer for black panther wakanda forever which it's a great trailer make no mistake but i feel like they may have given a little too much away in this trailer which is kind of marvel's mo lately ever since you know bob paycheck took over their marketing has not mm -hmm. cared about spoilers whatsoever because it's just kind of obvious now so shuri is clearly the new black panther in this oh, movie clearly <laughs> like you didn't even try to hide that at all uh besides that i thought this trailer was great not as good as that first trailer, but that's just because that first trailer set a bar that it would be almost impossible to surpass because that first teaser trailer was so good. I continue to be blown away by the visuals of this movie. Uh, I think it's going to be a really hard movie to sit through from an emotion standpoint of just it's going to be a very heavy movie. It's also, from everything we're hearing, it's a very long movie, like two hours and 45 minutes, which I'm going... Hey, man, if it serves the story, go for it. The Batman's three hours, and for the most part, I think the, just, the runtime is justified on that. Um, I'm super excited about this. I have my thoughts about Namor, though, because the actor has come out and be like, oh, it's so great that I get to be this anti-hero in this movie. And going, well, from the trailers, you kind of just look like a straight up bad guy like no anti-hero to you which makes me go who's the real villain behind this and does his last name consist of only four letters type of situation um <laughs> but josh the new black panther wakanda forever trailer drop mm -hmm. thoughts dude it's so cool like yeah that first one it's gonna be hard to beat but this one definitely has that same energy i need to look up the what version of the song they're doing because it I, it sounds like just a version of the of like the song from the first trailer but in like swahili or something like that which is super cool and i really like that uh but yeah so such a cool trailer love namor's de design um genuinely Wind feet Wind Wind feet that is one of those things that I was like, there's no way they're going to pull this off in a way that doesn't look goofy. And it still looks a little goofy, but it's still also like, you're not going to say anything to him about it. No. They're like He looks like he could kill you. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. It's just fantastic. And as much as like, I wish that we, I would have, they would have saved it for the movie. 
yeah, of course Shuri is going to be the the new next black back the Black Panther. Uh, the suit looks super cool. Um, I think what's interesting is some of the the theories that I've seen are that Shuri will be the Black Panther, but she will not be royalty anymore. It will be mm. somebody else taking on the mantle of king or queen, uh, splitting up T'Challa's duties in in that form, which I don't hate. I actually kind of like that. Who would um, you want to be? In charge of all Mbaka. of Wakanda. Duh. Okay. I, all... I, I'm fine with that, too. I just didn't know if you were going the Mbaka route or the uh, Nakia route, too. I mean, you, either way, I think you, you have some great choices there. Because she seems either to way, have some yeah. form of power within Wakanda as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the passing of Chadwick. How they deal with... Um, the 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 forced for better for worse the forced movement of 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 the black panther mantle going to somebody else um it would be it'd be really really interesting uh and obviously this is daydreaming a little bit if if t'challa hadn't killed killmonger how killmonger would be interacting with this situation as well because that just like having a killmonger be like some kind of black panther would be so stinking cool yes uh, but, but also you know, let's not be those people that are still convinced that killmonger will be black panther someday they're like give it time they'll find a way multiverse and michael b jordan will be our our black panther go forward <sighs> and i'm just like that's a cool fan theory but it i don't think it'll actually happen in execution i like the yeah. fact that while this movie is going to be very emotional the main crux of the story is yeah your king is gone now's the time to evade like when the mom is talking she's like we hear your whispers we know you what you're thinking but you're not gonna do it i'm like mm, yes go to war <laughs> but again like Our namor is a gone. namor has been a bad guy before plenty of times but more often than not he's an anti-hero and the actor himself has come forward speaking probably more than he should at times uh, about certain things um He's just like, yeah, I'm an anti-hero in this movie. I'm really looking forward to seeing my culture represented in that way, not being a bad guy. I'm going, you look kind of villainous in this trailer. So, uh, how are you not the villain in this situation? Like, what, yeah. what babyface turn or realization that you're the bad guy are you going to make halfway through this? In which case, what's the actual threat to be had? Because you've got to have something. It's not just like a in a finale. Oh, Y'all are okay. We're just gonna shake hands and form a sacred union yeah. together. Like there's there's somebody pulling the strings. Some somebody is pulling the strings. And yeah, we somebody keep... who's leading both of these kingdoms to their doom. You know. So okay about that. <laughs> I think enough people probably heard the rumors by now that that a certain Fantastic Four villain. Not named Namor, because Namor was originally a Fantastic Four villain. A certain Fantastic Four villain may be involved to a certain extent in this. I don't want to set that as an expectation, only a yeah. hope and desire. Because then we yes. might have a multiverse of madness situation on our hands of just like, oh man, with the multiverse, we could get this character and this character. It's rumored that this character shows up and then we get the, uh, the Illuminati scene of just... <clears throat> I've just crapped the bed there in terms of the multiversal options. So I want to be excited for this movie, but also to temper my expectations for like, 
it's actually this person behind it all. Like, that would be a cool mm-hmm. reveal, but at the same time, if that's not the case, cool your jets, people, because the movie should not be about that character. This should be about Wakanda more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I, I, I love that Umbaka making that point of, like, if we go to war, this will just be an internal struggle. Like, almost saying, like, bro, we are both, like, very well matched as kingdoms and this isn't going to end anytime soon and it just doesn't that's not going to help anybody i'm just i every single trailer i get more and more excited so let's just uh let's get let's get it going betty i'm also kind of wondering if they released the black panther trailer when they did to kind of hide the news about whatever the heck is going on with Blade. Because, you know, Marvel and DC <laughs> both have this tendency of, look over here, look over here, while this house is on fire over here. And we're obviously talking about the director of Blade, quote-unquote, leaving the project when the project was supposed to start filming in November. I don't believe for a second that he just left or quit. I 100% believe that he was fired because according to a lot of reports from the major trades we've been hearing, the script for Blade that's been worked on for years was roughly about 90 pages, which roughly translates to about 90 minutes of a movie with only two lukewarm action sequences in the entire thing. I'm going, you had all this time and that's what you come up with. And supposedly the... The lead actor, Mahershala Ali, is just incredibly frustrated with this whole process. And I don't blame him for a second. If you're coming onto a Marvel movie, you know, before a certain bald maniac took over, you expect a certain standard. You don't expect, like, the best movie in the world, but you expect strict scheduling to be maintained. Like, Mm -hmm. Marvel, for better or for worse, and people accuse them of being cookie cutter. The cookie cutter process works when you stick to regiment and you stick to it kevin feige this is another example of this we've had many over the past few years but kevin feige is getting stretched too thin kevin feige of a few years ago would have caught this a long time ago now granted it's a good thing he caught this now instead of yeah three months into filming but this is not a good look for them i'm trying to think of the last time we've had this much like turbulence with something before it even comes to film when it comes to Marvel stuff. In humans, maybe? And that that maybe. was that wasn't even in a movie. I'm, that got turned into a TV show because they just couldn't figure it out. I, I mean want there was some Blade stuff about there was mm. stuff with Multiverse of Madness a little bit going into it. Yeah, but that was but more not this bad though. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness stuff was more um was more COVID than anything else of just like mm-hmm. rescheduling, but also like Scott Derrickson wanting to go more horror stuff. But that was that was early on in the script writing phase, not a few weeks before they're set to film. Uh, also true. But yeah, Kevin Feige is stretched too thin here and needs needs help. He's got his fingers in so many different pies and thus contaminating the pies that he has his fingers in. Like it's gross. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, and Josh knows more hands mm-hmm. does not make the process better. More hands can actually hinder the process a lot of times in the kitchen. Just just get out of my way. You're blocking my path type of situation. I want Blade to be good. I want us to explore the darker sides of the MCU as we're getting Werewolf by Night this weekend. 
Ah, oh, praise the maker. Oh, is that that? Is that this weekend? Yeah, it is. Oh, baby, let's go. But like, I'm so excited for that. Josh and I both love Blade. We want this to work. We want Blade. We want Ghost Rider. And I'm con- very mm-hmm. concerned now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm very curious as to as far as like, okay, so what's the problem? Are we not wanting to go horror enough? Are we not wanting to kind of go into the real implications of saying that vampires are a thing in the MCU? Like, what what what's what's the issue? What's the real issue here? Because it's if Mustafa Ali's is uh, frustrated, it's probably Mahershala. not him. Mahershala, Oops. Mustafa Ali is somebody uh, else. He's more flippy. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Okay. That's a poll that I've completely forgot about him. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> although that is a guy that I could totally see being in a Blade movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, it, it says a lot, I think. And the director, quote unquote, dropping out, like you said, I think he got fired or let go uh, two months before filming. Uh, to me, especially if the script is only 90 pages long and it's interesting that like that it's not like they weren't going to go film until they had a longer script they were like hey our script is 90 pages long let's go film it anyway like dog you can't do that you just can't do that uh especially not in marvel film especially not with a property that everyone's expecting so much from like blade so uh, it to me I, I'm not going to be worried because at least they caught it now. At least they caught it now. And they, instead of when the, it, was, it was getting filmed and all that, but like, uh, I'd be lying if I did, if I said it didn't make me, it didn't make me still like nervous. Yeah, this, this does make me really, really nervous, but more than anything, like this should help. Hopefully, like, I don't think this will happen, but Kevin Feige needs a committee not a full big committee but like three or four guys that he fully trusts like well if he was still working with marvel in the future a james gunn a john favreau the russo brothers and ryan coogler it's just some names that he's worked with that he trusts to be like hey i can't handle all this stuff i can you guys delegate can you ryan coogler can you be in charge and help this show, this show, and this show. John Favreau, can you help this movie, this movie, and this movie? Just make sure they're on track and whatnot. Russo Brothers, can you help this and this? And then I'll, you all report to me, and I'll oversee the bigger stuff, like Avengers and whatnot. Because um, I'm starting to get worried about Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but that's always mm-hmm. the ones that Feige will always have the most involvement in. So, for better or for worse, Age of Ultron. It- he just needs help. I think the biggest one of the big issues for phase four, among many others, is I think Kevin Feige is being pulled in too many different directions and he's expecting people to follow him in those different directions. He's like, We want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. And I'm like, That's cool, Kev. Streamline it for people because it's getting hard to keep track of what's important and what's not in this universe right now. And just, I think he's a little overwhelmed. And I completely get it because he's in charge of everything, not just the films anymore. TV, I believe he's also in charge of the comics. Like, anything Marvel has to go through Feige. Like, delegate some stuff. But also, this is really not a good look for them. Like, no. 
By and large, we haven't heard of them replacing a director since Doctor Strange, I think. But even before that, with like Patty Jenkins with uh, Thor 2, with Thor the, the Dark World. And we know how that ended up. Um, but by and large, when they get a director, like when they get actors, they tend to stick in that position until something bad mm-hmm. happens. So the fact that this happened now... I, I want Blade to be good, but I had no reason to doubt it. Now I have some definite doubts for sure in this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just... Yeah, because... The, the amount of hype going into Blade... You, you really can't you have to do this right and i get that there's some pressure on that and to find feige's credit before the pandemic all this tv stuff was not even something he had to worry about so it's it's very interesting to see i'm very curious is if there's a lot of stuff obviously we're not being told but a lot of stuff that he's having to deal with that is just from the Disney Plus side of stuff, because the movie, the it, it's the TV shows that are convoluting everything, I, at least to me. But I, I think that that kind of puts us pretty well into our next topic. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, Josh, because I think. I know a lot of people are super, super excited about this. To me, this is just a domino at, currently. Uh, I was never excited about the prospect of Armor Wars. I remember when they announced that at the Disney Investor Call or whatever, like the Disney Plus Day, and they're like, Armor Wars, I'm going... Oh, okay. Does that mean we get Justin Hammer back? That's cool, if that's the case. <laughs> Justin Hammer! <laughs> but uh, Armor Wars is being transitioned away from being a Disney Plus series to being a theatrically released movie. I think that's the big caveat here. It's a theatrically released movie not a directed Disney Plus movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I say this is a domino more so than an announcement, as we just talked about Belayed potentially getting massively delayed due to um, the director just leaving, getting fired, whatever you want to call Quote it. Because, yeah. Yeah, because the story wasn't up to par. They're going to need something to slot into that time slot for when Blade was supposed to come out. And if this story is close enough to being ready to film, I bet they're like looking at it going, okay, this could be a six to seven hour thing, or we could trim this down and make it a two hour movie and probably tell the story in a much more convincing manner. Um, I was never excited for Armor Wars, but I think this might be a smart move. But more than anything, I see this as a move to patch up the hole that Blade is cutting through the MCU right now. Of, uh, uh, Just swap that up for this for right now. We'll, we'll put Blade on the back burner until we get this figured out. Armor Wars. Remember that thing that we almost completely forgot about a few months ago and gave you no product, <laughs> no official update over the years that it's been in development? Armor Wars. You're up to bat. It's like Little League when there's that one kid on the end of the bench. Hey! You're a pinch hitter, and he, like, wakes up from his nap going, Oh! I'm in? Cool! My turn! Cool! That, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what Armor Wars is. Uh, I don't... Armor Wars, to me, ever since they announced it, never felt like it was... It's gonna sound mean, but it never felt like it was important. Like, oh, okay, someone's stealing Tony's tech. The multiverse is collapsing, but oh no, a billionaire's toy has gone missing. Like... I'm sorry, it seems low stakes compared to where we are currently leading to in the MCU. Yeah. And maybe there's been some talk that might tie into Secret Invasion somehow, but... I, <laughs> I, I mean, Don is... Cheetah's in 
secret invasion. So like that, that's cool, I guess. Sure, why not? Uh, you know, I'm with you on this. I, I, I War Machine is like he's a guy that kind of exists in the Avengers. Um, doesn't I know I'm gonna catch heat for this, but I don't feel feel like he brings all that much. I miss to the Terrence Avengers. Howard. I miss Terrence I, Howard's roadie. I I do too. And no offense to Cheadle, because I love Don. He's so good in everything he does. Um, but unfortunately for him, when he fell in um, and so was it was it Civil War? Yeah, Civil, Civil War, War yeah, your when, favorite. Yeah, when he fell, it's one of the reasons I, I I am Civil War left a bad taste in my mouth. When he fell. And, you know, we were, you know, Tony has this whole moment crying over over War Machine because they think he's dead. And then literally mid not even 20 minutes later, we see him, uh, you know, trying to go through physical therapy, trying to to walk again. Uh, It's it's my issue with that middle section of 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 the uh, Marvel universe where death doesn't isn't permanent. It's not actually a risk because we can just slap a bandaid on it and keep moving. Um, all of my emotional energy went into that moment of like, Oh my gosh, they actually killed war machine. That's crazy. And now he's what, still around. And yeah. And it's like, all right. Um, I guess give us a reason to, as an audience member to care that you're here. Uh, Okay. Eesh. Something else. If if for some reason this doesn't develop into a movie, then there's another development that supposedly Marvel is considering. Um, that I wouldn't be surprised if more Marvel shows going forward adopt this mentality, and that is Werewolf by Night is coming out this weekend, and it's like a 50 mm-hmm. minute one off special. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all if some shows in the future. Like potentially in Armor Wars, like that Wakanda series that we talked about, or um, wasn't there like a Dora Milaje series that they're talking about doing, or the yeah. Agatha Agent, uh, something of mm-hmm. Chaos show? If those kind of take the one-off approach of, all right, it's not a full-fledged movie, but like a fifty to sixty-minute-long one-off special in this self-contained world, maybe that could be a thing that they look at in the future for Disney Plus. Um, like, well, it all kind of depends on how good Werewolf by Night does, and supposedly it's getting rave reviews. Uh, I could see Armor Wars being more of that, of like a one-off, standalone type of thing, as opposed to a full-fledged movie. It's just like... I get why Black Widow had a movie. Granted, it was many years too late. It should have happened in, oh, absolutely. in between Winter Soldier and Civil War, but there's a lot of politics as to why that didn't happen, or stupid reasons. Um... But Black Widow was at least, like, a core member of the Avengers that was well-beloved. So many people make fun of, like, the Hawkeye show because they're just like, well, Marvel's scraping the bottom of the barrel for characters to have content. Yeah, Rhodey kind of feels the same way, though, to me, of, like, mm-hmm. really? Rhodey is getting a movie. Rhodey. He's fine, but, like, he's a really good supporting character. And yeah. I think a show probably could have served him better, but maybe the show didn't have six to seven hours worth of content. They had to strip it back. But again, a top candidate for me is it's got to be something Blade related. They just needed to fill a stopgap here because production schedules. Exactly. Because uh, I just, 
yeah it, it, to me uh, at least with hawkeye he has that that moment with um with uh, Natasha's and with Black Widow, so like he, there's there's actual trauma there and stuff like that, and which feels a little cheap, uh, cheap to to Rhodey because it's you know he almost died, but like at the same time it's like we haven't seen any reason that that would affect anything going forward. So I, I don't know. It, it, we'll see. I definitely agree. I think that them moving this to a movie is just to fill that slot. Um, who knows? Maybe that maybe Ironheart will cause this to be a bigger, bigger deal. I don't know. We'll see. Now moving away from Marvel to Warner Brothers, because gosh, Warner Brothers can't keep themselves out of the news. It seems like, uh, yeah, as they are once again in even bigger trouble. It could be in a huge amount of trouble if what we're hearing is actually true. And that is that Warner Bros. Discovery is currently being sued by a large number of their shareholders slash investors as they were as the shareholders are being are claiming that they were lied to about the number of subscribers actually on HBO Max by upwards of 10 million subscribers. And I'm going, oh, Oh no, that's that's a lot. That's not like, oh yeah, we have like half a million more subscribers than this, but 10 million when you probably only have 70 to 80 million right now to begin with. Like Mm -hmm. Netflix is still the top dog, I think with like 220 million and then Disney plus is Disney plus is quickly gaining ground on that. Uh, But if HBO Max lied about that, the shareholders and investors have every right to sue. And I'm still in his corner for the most part, but I'm definitely coming off the, the, the Zaslav train um, mm-hmm. where we were a few months ago of like really hyping the guy up. It's just like, there's a couple conflicting reports that we're hearing all the, across the board of got that happen. The shareholders suing, uh, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but potentially HBO Max selling. No, not HBO Max. Supposedly Warner Brothers Discovery selling again in just a few years. Like David Zaslav only bought uh, Warner Brothers to flip it to Universal to make some money off there. So Peacock would absorb world. HBO Max. And I'm going, see, I don't know if I buy that, but at the same time... Universal desperately needs something and could probably yeah. afford it. It's just a matter of like, do I see it happening? But getting back to the lawsuit thing, oh boy, $10 million is quite a bit of change, both financially, but also just in terms of sheer numbers of people with your streaming service. Like, I. That's a lot, dude. That's, That's a lot of, of to lie about. I and I don't know how you can even remotely do that and then be like, yeah, I'll get away with this. And like how how nobody how there's no way to check that. Like I feel like there's gotta be some kind of third party system checking that. There's no way that, that they they can just be like lie about that and the numbers are just with them. Um that's just so I'm with you, is like there's a lot of the reports coming out right now are really, really scary as far as like, okay, cool. So if all this stuff happens, DC, all that stuff probably isn't going to come out. It's probably not going to matter, uh, which is like, 
feels like a waste of time and a waste of resources and it's just like so like what, what are we doing here like are we are we just playing uh corporate hot pot like hot potato like what is what is this yeah what, I, what, what are we doing here i just want my dc characters to have a loving nurturing home and not just jump from foster home to foster home is that too much to ask uh also just a quick aside a world away from the world of movies but with the speculation that some people are throwing out there that Universal could potentially buy Warner Bros. Discovery in a roundabout way, Josh, that would mean that both WWE and AEW would be owned by the same company. Which yeah, going, and that's such what? a monopoly a monopoly problem. Like that, there's no way that that could that could actually pass because, like that that is clearly a monopoly. That literally almost makes it it makes it what like. Universal versus Sony versus Disney, and that's and Sony it. Sony doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning that fight. Exactly, unless so, like, what's, Sony merged what with we Paramount. Which is even then, again, that just adds more fuel to the fire as far as all of these monopolies. And then, so if you've got all these major companies all owned by the same per- same group of people, then like. How is like somebody like A twenty four gonna actually survive? How, how where where do all these smaller com- smaller um, studios? H- how do they survive in in that kind of world? So I just HBO obviously like okay di- are they being sued for lying? Yeah, uh, that that sucks. Okay, cool, whatever. Uh, you know you you do bad stuff, you get bad prizes. Um, so like that's if that's the case then yeah they should absolutely be sued and absolutely lose that um it doesn't really affect us it just affects the shareholders which is kind of like a weird thing uh where it's like yeah you got caught but like it doesn't affect the audience member all that much in in a a way uh so i it is what it is i'm i'm kind of over i'm just worried about the monopoly stuff at this particular moment yeah with warner brothers discovery it's Josh and I were very high on David Zaslav and the new administration because mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. sharing good things. But with each passing week and each passing month, we're kind of getting out of that honeymoon phase of, all right, he's making the tough choices. Man, these choices suck, but it's what needs to happen. It's tough choices to, okay, how much of this is cost cutting so you can flip it versus how much of this is, do you actually have a plan? Because if you do, you have to actually start, you know, working and developing on new things. You can't just keep scrapping stuff that's already been worked on and the fact that we, mm-hmm. they haven't really announced anything they're just like you know what we're just perfectly content with patching the holes in the boat and then just going along we don't actually have a direction that we want to go in and i think that's that's the part that's getting me much more worried than i was mm-hmm. a few months ago i just like i get it if you didn't announce anything when you first came in to power because you know you gotta let all the dust settle, you gotta get all your people mm-hmm, in place. Mm-hmm. But the fact of just like you say you've got a plan for DC, then why have you like lost all your candidates that you're trying to hire? We've talked about two of them already with Greg Berlanti and Dan Lynn. What's going on there? Why haven't you filled in that spot? You haven't really announced any upcoming movies that we don't already know about. There's nothing really in development on the warner brothers discovery side that wasn't pre-existing from before the deal it just seems like they're like all right we've got it and that's good we don't need to do anything with it like no yeah if you want this asset to flourish you've got to do something with it i get that you have massive debt 
but like you've got to you've got to do something with it. You can't just hold it. Yeah, it's not like that. That's gonna go away if that's your per if that's your you know whole purpose of holding it. So I just I don't know, man. What as always, we'll see what happens. Um, it's kind of up in the air. It's not really up to us, but it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. Lastly, for our news, it just makes sense that we talk about something spoopy because it's spoopy month. And also, I refuse to drop this news topic because I wanted to make sure that we use this graphic this week because it's a darn good graphic. And also, I'm just, I'm very excited about this. And Josh should be because it seems like an actual possibility now <laughs> that Robert Eggers Nosferatu might actually be happening now. So this is like, this is Josh's white whale of thinking this thing will never actually exist. It even might be Robert Eggers' white whale of like, yeah, after this movie, I'm doing Nosferatu. Now, after this movie, yeah. I'm doing Nosferatu. Well, good news and bad news. Bad news is he's lost Anya Taylor-Joy. Good news, he picked up a Bill Skarsgård instead. Not for the same character. Although, Anya Taylor-Joy... That would be hilarious! Anya Taylor-Joy is Nosferatu. I could kind of get behind. But we're getting oh, absolutely. Pennywise's Bill Skarsgård as Nosferatu, also known as Count Orlock, if you want to be that guy about it. I think that's perfect casting. <laughs> it's Frankenstein's monster! Oh, anyway. God. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, st I'm stoked. I Like... It, to, this is this is the white whale of for Robert Eggers of like you know whenever I get done this then I'm doing this, uh, as always when it comes to the Nosferatu news, uh, we'll wait and see because <laughs> also apparently the Crow is done filming so I, whatever didn't know that was filming but okay, um, we knew that they were they had cast isn't it Bill they cast Bill in it as well didn't they yeah Skarsgård no. again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Skarsgård really likes his pale characters. I guess so. Pale He's like, black you know, and white characters. I don't. I can keep my hair the length it is. I can, I don't have to go out in the sun at all. I'll just go from being the crow to being Nosferatu. I, I see no issue with that. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård is going to get oddly typecast as the gangly white dude that you get in a lot of prosthetics and creepy makeup just to do, give you the creepy face. But hey, he does it well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's worse things to be known for yeah you can you be known can as the people that like, host our podcast yeah <laughs> uh could you be could you oh my gosh could you imagine being typecasted as like a pedophile like in everything that you're done it's that you act in it's like uh this is weird uh we need a pedophile in this movie let's get this guy that's what makes he's known that, for it makes me think um it crowd mr peter file hi peter file <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also Bill Skarsgård's been added to the cast and replacing Anya Taylor-Joy is Johnny Depp's daughter Lily Rose Depp cool I'm not familiar with her work I know she's been around for a few years now doing stuff here and there cool um, Robert Eggers I'm appealing directly to you now because I know you listen to us primarily for Josh's <laughs> enthusiasm of you um, and I like you too but just Josh's unhealthy love um, <laughs> okay, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> all I ask is make this movie in black and white, just like you did with The Lighthouse. I think Nosferatu, part of the charm is the black and white, like the dark shadows and the contrast. It's just the overall vibe that it gives off. Uh, 
I know we had one in like the 70s or 80s with Warner Herzog that was in color, but like black and white works so much better for Nosferatu. Um, I don't know. I have a SpongeBob cameo. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'd kind of be against it being set in the modern day. You know, yeah. that's where a whole generation of people know Nosferatu from. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but like at the same time, like, yeah, I don't want this set in the modern day, but like this is also Robert Eggers we're talking about. Um, the like <laughs> the man was like, I want my finale to be two Vikings fighting. Uh, do you want them in the like the village or like no, I want them naked on a volcano. Okay, yeah, okay, that's sure, sure, dude. Whatever. Which, <laughs> what is it with Robert Eggers movies having just two men beating the crap out of each other as the finale? Yep. Which is, oh, have you seen, did you see this past week's uh, Quarter Crew when they yes. are with the, with when the talking about the North Vid and how the smoke follows their genitalia? Like, <laughs> like, that's so odd. Why does it do that? It's magnetic. But Josh and I have been uh, excited for Nosferatu, of all things Robert Eggers related and all like Universal Monsters, even though this kind of predates it, because Robert Eggers is a man that does his freaking homework. While we, both Josh and I were like, eh, about the Northman. It's it's fine enough. It wasn't to the quality we were hoping it would be. He put in so much time and effort into making sure that the historical parts of it were spot on in terms of, like, the wardrobe, the dialect, just character interactions. The, I'm going to put my homework into this. He does that every single time. That, the wiki speak in the lighthouse, um, the entire dialogue of the Vavitch. And so that level of attention to detail and that style and flair would work so well for Nosferatu. I'm so excited. I like old school gothic looks. Like I I would love a new incarnation of Sleepy Hollow, like uh Johnny Depp and mm. Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow. I love just the look of that movie. I like the movie, but just that look Make that a movie. And Robert Eggers, if there's one guy with a distinct visual style and f- filmmaking flair for a modern Nosferatu, it has to be Eggers, which is why it's been on the top of our list forever of, oh, yeah, we want this to happen someday. Laugh through the pain. But, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it actually is happening this time. But then again, they keep saying that they're working on a trick-or-treat sequel, and I've heard that for about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah it's just exciting and i would love to see um eggers tackle other stuff like an eggers like you said like an eggers um sleepy you know, legend of sleepy hollow would be super cool having him tackle frankenstein would be so cool like oh. dude like that oh oh ugh. if anybody could do frankenstein justice it'd be right robert eggers so excited to say the least and as always, this week's episode is sponsored by Tee Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it is t-shirts, stickers, uh, magnets, notepads, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other fantastic designs, go check those out. Uh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, but it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube, and give us a review on Spotify. If you listen to us on Spotify, it helps us out. Uh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700, 700 subscribers before the end of the year. We're now 10 subscribers away. 10. We're almost there. Help us cross that finish line. Get us to 700. And then together, all of us together can start the slow climb 
to a thousand subscribers, but only you can help us get there, just like only you can prevent forest fires. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like a forest dated fire reference. That, yeah, the forest fire that will be you and I talking about Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> so what we're doing to more or less kick off spoopy season is turning run-of-the-mill movies, whether they're like family-friendly movies or just non-horror movies, and turning them into your worst nightmares, which is probably just me doing that voice for the whole podcast. But uh, in reality, we're, it, we wanted to have some fun with this, but in reality, it's probably just going to be really bad fan fiction of, yeah, everything should just be a horror movie. Why not? Elmo and Grouchland? Screw it. Let's have fun with that. Um, most of these are done for comedic effect, but like I said at the beginning of the show, one of these is to actually try and improve this movie. Um, I don't know how much it would actually help it, but I think it was better suited as a horror movie. Uh, but yeah, just how did you, how did you come up with how did you approach this? How did you think of it? I literally this was like a bunch of what if scenarios of like okay, cool this movie, but what if fill in the blank? Uh, so like changing details about certain movies just to kind of turn them into horror films, which is basically what the whole concept is anyway. But like. Uh, it, it was how, like verbally. That's how I had to go about it, just to kind of uh, to do to not just go down the rabbit the the Reddit rabbit hole of like, oh, okay, what do these people think? And all these people were like, oh, like yeah, I mean, the the stu- uh, the Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh, wait, that already exists. Oh, okay. Legal cool. loopholes uh, are fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine mine consisted of just going down my Google sheet of all the movies that own and just going, okay. Okay, yeah, that that's interesting. That's an interesting one. That could work. Why not? We'll mm-hmm, have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll start it off with the one movie that I'm actually taking seriously of. This should have been a horror movie because there was another movie that came out around the same time that actually was a horror movie called Upgrade that was very similar to this movie and was a better version of this movie. I'm talking about the first Tom Hardy Venom movie. That absolutely mm. should have mm. been a horror movie. That would have been a great horror movie of a dude that gets possessed by this evil alien symbiote, but over time really likes the feeling that the symbiote gives him of basically complete power. Uh, I think that would be a great horror movie, but no, we got... <laughs> quasi rom-com between a boy and a symbiote yeah. I was gonna say, that, that's technically what still happens it's just you know a lot less blood and a lot less like head biting and whatnot so i don't know like yeah <laughs> it's kind of what happened <laughs> oh man I, I there's some of these that i think that that end up on on lists like the like the picture of willy wonka that's an easy one i yeah, think yeah we'll talk about that uh, and I, I i think an easy one for me is to turn home alone into just like a, a saw movie or like a collector's movie yeah why not that, but it is easy, not man. it is not contrary to some stupid fan theories out there home alone is not a prequel to the saw movies what why not jigsaw <laughs> is not kevin McAllister. i'm like those timelines do not line up they don't at match all. at all no but like i like the idea of like the, the so the what if on this for me is Okay, cool. It's Home Alone, but Saw. But, like, what if this is, uh, you know, Kevin McAllister actually discovering that he he likes ca- causing harm to people? And so, like, the whole, like, 
him feeling like an outcast in his family is because his family's actually kind of scared of him and they they so they like leave him at home on purpose and so, so... <laughs> that is a movie it's called what? better it's called better watch out and it has the girl uh, the girl from uh the visit as the babysitter for it but it's Oh, it's very oh. similar to Home Alone, but evil, basically. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, see, my idea was so good they already made it. <laughs> your idea probably would be better. I I did not like better. Watch out! But it's primarily just because you can have a bad guy. Bad guy has to have some form of comeuppance. I, I at least for me, like they don't have to. Yeah. They can get away with it. But like this kid yeah, was just the I worst. Think, like having it be like this little eight year old kid. I don't feel like they need comeuppance in that of like, I think it's more scary for them to, for him to get away with it in some, some capacity. And like, so then, then you're left at the end of the film of like, Oh no, he's still out there. They're a little, little bit like sequel, sequel baiting, but that that's just means he has to go to New York to, to, to own a house and we can make the whole house. Oh wait, that's just HH, HH Holmes. Anyway. Um, HH you, Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of like the like the theories that uh H.H. Holmes is actually um uh Jack the Ripper who just he fled London and then went to Chicago and and continued his spree in a different way? No. Yeah, it's super fascinating. Uh anyway. <laughs> I'm not one of those true crime podcast people. I just We're not that kind of podcast. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just found that kind of stuff so so like interesting, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, serial killer uh, Kevin McCartney. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Kevin McCartney. It's Kevin McCallister. Same thing. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Not even close. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. So, oh man, uh, I'll have a movie that might be on Josh's list, but I'm not sure. Uh but God, I would love this as a horror movie because it could both be a horror, but also could be a horror comedy. I would love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs as a horror movie. Oh, I actually had this concept, that, that thought at one point. Did you like, really? That sounds like Josh might have uh, this not, one. Yeah, no, it's not on my list. But I was like, that's too easy. Like thinking of like a meatball pat, like falling so fast that it goes through somebody's head. Someone, like that's terrifying. <laughs> someone literally gets pancaked in this movie. Uh... Or, or. It's Final Destination Two, and someone gets impaled by a Twizzler instead of a tr- oh, instead of a log. Actually, no, it, Red it, Vines, because Red Vines are much more dangerous than Twizzlers because they <laughs> pretend to be candy. Uh, it definitely like you could still do it, but like do it in a Dale versus uh, a Dale Tucker and Dale versus Evil kind of spin, where it is a horror movie, but there's still like a decent bit of comedy in it. Um, but also, that would if be the, terrifying. Also, if the scientist included with the chance of meatballs, you know did it on purpose as opposed to by accident. Uh, yes. And then, like, maybe the the things that are smaller, like the, the food that's smaller is sentient. So the leak in the boat kills people a la the uh, Dilophosaurus go. from Jurassic Park. Like, Let's go. Spits. Hot sauce is actually, like, acidic that like actually can burn through someone's skin dude i just i can see that scene in my head where like there's a leak in the boat and he's like <laughs> they look at him and he goes ah, and then jumps on i was like oh gosh that's terrible yeah that's horrifying I, that is absolutely now I horrifying. Need this. 
yeah, no, no, I, I didn't realize this is what I need, but now it is. <laughs> Cloudy oh, with a man. chance of death. <laughs> Jeez. Or meat, meat, meat sweats. Let's go meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uncomfortable and like you, like obviously it's not going to be fun. Like meat, like, oh, yay, meatballs. But like, because meat sweats are weird. That's, that's just, uh. Or you got a killer <laughs> that beats people to death with meat. Like the salami killer or something. Like Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 when he's swinging the cold cuts. The combat no, cold cuts. This. And he's like actually killing people with them. No, no, no. This is uh, this he's is a, a filthy true prank. rise. This is the true rise of the condiment king. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Drown in this ketchup. The the syrup. <laughs> Everyone oh, always sleeps on Tabasco. It's murder <laughs> on the eyes. God. All right. Let's transition from that to um again going back into the what if. But let's do let's do Sandlot. But what if the dog actually murdered people? Yes. Like was actually killing people, and so yeah. they it, like drags one of like the the owner actually steals somebody from the, from the baseball team and to feed the dog. And so the movie, instead of the baseball game becomes a bunch of baseball players trying to go save their friend from this evil dude and his terrifying dog. Like that just to me works on so many levels that that has like it, so it part one, uh, like vibes to it. Like, Oh, so Cujo. Just, just, I mean, it's Cujo, yes, but with Sandlot. <laughs> I, I would be very down for that. It's not a baseball that went over the fence. It was squints or hey, hey. Yeah. No, not hey, hey. They went over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I have I have that scene in my twins. head where they go wrapped to the baseball and the dog, like, grabs one of the ankles and drags him out of the house and actually kills him. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. And oh. for comedic effect, he spits one of the bones back out at them over the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the baseball. He spits the baseball. No, back he spits out one of the bones of the kid that he just ate. <laughs> so, there's, just, there's just so much you could do with that, honestly. So Josh has a 90s movie with the Sandlot, which is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going with a lesser known, but it's pretty well known in certain millennial circles. Uh, ben Stiller's Heavyweights. Have you heard about this movie, Josh? No, I have not. I have really? No what you're talking about? Yeah. It's basically, at least Heather and I pretend that it's the prequel to Dodgeball because it's a guy played by Ben Stiller who was chubby and it became a fitness instructor. That I'm like, hmm, seems a lot like his character in Dodgeball. But basically, it's a Disney movie where kids. Go to basically fat camp to get in a little bit better shape. I would love it if the camp counselor of that camp was a murderer that picked off the kids that couldn't run. I I just love that we're like, I want I want more death and I want it to little chubby kids. Like, like that is what I'm hearing from you right now. And like, well, yes, fantastic film. Way to like make like make light of like, hey, like these kids are human just because they're a little bit bigger than the normal person doesn't make them any less of a person, blah blah blah. But like also Ben's murderous Ben Stiller. Yeah, that is such like a great visual of like I just have this this 
mental image of like a crazed Zoolander running around with a knife. And that's so funny to me. But <laughs> let's let's not make let's not go totally dark with it. We will make Ben Stiller's character incredibly incompetent. Like none of the kids will die. He's just that stupid. Like I would love it if the first half of it is them running and the second half is going, okay. We are at the advantage here. There's more of us than there is of him. Let's let's think of what we can do and then make it Home Alone style towards the tail yeah. end of having a whole bunch of snacks that they all snuck into the camp or something as booby traps. Like, let's slip, on, slip on so, the gumball so, type of thing. So it is a crazed Zoolander running around with a knife. <laughs> this cabin oh, isn't even man. big enough. It needs to be three it needs times to be this big. Three times this size. <laughs> Oh my god. And every time he tries to chase the kids, he can only turn right because he can't turn left. Ah, let's go. He has to go in a complete circle to chase them every time. They 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 put him in a maze that has a right turn at the very beginning, and so he can't go anywhere. (laughs) And the savior at the end of the movie, the Tommy Jarvis type character is played by Owen Wilson. Yeah. Wow, you guys are really in a pickle. (laughs) Oh Oh, gosh. Wow. Uh, wow you know what you guys need is an orange mocha frappuccino oh wow it's going off the rails man god that's like that writes itself honestly yeah (laughs) uh what else you got um okay so uh one of my favorite movies growing up was groundhog day with bill murray um that is a horror of a movie like it's a good movie but that's terrifying concept oh fantastic it's considered a comedy but in order to turn make it more into the horror let's go let's go a little 1408 with it and actually emphasize on the fact that he's stuck in this day and so like they allude to it sometimes in the in the film but like actually show him trying to get out of this day show him committing his taking his own life or finding different ways to try to end his end the cycle and actually like make it so that there is that point of despair before he realizes what he needs to do. So happy death day. day. Yeah. I mean, yes, but happy death day, but yes, but he's not, it's not too like see happy death day works because she's trying to prevent her own death. Right. But like with groundhog day, he's just stuck in a day. There's nothing he's done necessarily wrong. There's no one chasing him outside of him being a terrible human being. And then so Bill, Bill Murray. Murray playing that character. Um, so just Bill Murray. <laughs> so just Bill, yeah. a Bill Murray character. Yes, correct. Um, but like, the, the, I think the idea that he's done nothing wrong necessarily. And so he's just forced to, t- to do this day, lead him into that into that that moment of despair until he realizes what he needs to do to finally get out of it um i just there, there's something absolutely horrifying and very 1408-esque of watching a guy who is forced to reckon with all of this despair and this this like really tough like i i just i can see i personally i just would love to see bill murray actually show any kind of acting f- performance that's not the same thing but um <laughs> I, I just think that, that there's something about that, that that would have made the ending of that film while it already hits hard. And it's a great spot. I think it would hit even harder if we actually saw everything that he went through and it wasn't just alluded to. So. Only thing I would change 
is I'd make it a little bit more of a melting pot of 14 away. Happy Death Day. And here's where you're going to hate me. Make it a little bit of Zombievers. Have him fight the actual Groundhog in Groundhog Dog. Day. <laughs> I, okay, look. I don't care who you are. Zombievers is one of the funniest experiences you will ever have with a movie. Is it terrible? Yeah. Is it trying to be scary? It's trying really hard. <laughs> is it actually scary? No, not at all. Is it just like an excuse to, to have teenagers on, on camera be uh, risque? Yeah, definitely. Like the, the zombie, the zombie beavers are legitimate hand puppets. And I don't mean like, I don't want you to think of like, oh, like you can see them puppeteering. No, like it is obvious that it is just on someone's hand and they're just scooting it around. It is so bad. And I'm so down for that to be in this film of like somebody having a hand puppet groundhog chasing Bill Murray around that stupid little town. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Now that's that's what I want. I that, that'd be uh, that's that's good. So so it's Happy Death Day, but the killer is the groundhog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so next, I'll go with my one that I'm like the least confident about. It's just like. I'm just going to throw this out there. It could be good, but more than likely it'll crash and burn. Nicolas Cage's pig as a horror movie. Like what we all kind of thought it would be. Just Nicolas Cage in a John Wick style movie. But no. What if Nicolas Cage and the pig like lived out in the woods because he'd done some real sketchy stuff in his past mm -hmm. and couldn't mm -hmm. live in society mm -hmm. anymore. And his pig not being a part of his life anymore causes a mental break for him. And basically will go to different kitchens that he thinks has stolen his pig and, like, is only killing cooks. He's only killing people that he thinks has, oh, has taken his pig. Oh, and I'm not specifically calling out Josh in this one, but I'm kind of oh. just coming up with it on the fly now and it feels like I'm calling out Josh. So yeah, just a little bit. Next thing you're gonna steal is like, all the cooks, all the cooks are also furries. Oh no! <laughs> Don't worry, he only kills the pretentious cooks in California because I think it takes place in California. I so think just, so too. There just wouldn't be any cooks left in California. Yeah, I don't. Was that bad? I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, There's I, not too many not cooks true. now. <laughs> too many cooks. Gosh, what a like. Turn Weird. that into a horror movie. It is a horror movie. What are you talking about? A full that no, like a... give it a full fledged budget and an actual runtime. <laughs> Dude, just keep the joke going for a full minute, a uh, full hour and a half. I don't care. Too many cooks. Like God, what a like, what a thing to try and watch at like three in the morning Dude. and just having no idea, no context. Cartoon Network just like throwing that on the screen and then in between shows and you going. What what is this? What is this? <laughs> I I need a don't hug me I'm scared movie. Ah, oh, dude, I just dude, they've started posting again. Like oh, on a consistent no. basis. Oh, it's no. like once like once a month at this point. It's it's I, I haven't watched any of the new stuff so yet. So more than epic like, rap battles at least. Yeah, but like, you know, this stuff is good. So oh. um <laughs> it's not like uh, epic rap battles of history ignored a lot of the flaws that all of their characters had um anyway <laughs> so my next entrance into this uh turning movies into horror movies um is going to be probably my most ambitious one. Oh um, boy 
So, have you ever heard of the movie The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yeah, I was around okay. in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's that movie, but what if the pants were actually a demon? And so, like, it's, like, controlling and torturing them in their lives. And so, like, the sisterhood of the traveling pants is because they the only way to, to get rid of the demon is to pass the pants on to somebody else. And so they become a sisterhood of trying to figure out how to deal with this demon that's locked in these pants. <laughs> It's, it's it's funnier the longer I talk about it, it but like my so... that's so scary. Josh, you have had a lot of ideas on this show, <laughs> but I don't think you'll ever have a greater one than that. <laughs> because it's like a it's dumb like... and dumber moment. You see that and go and totally redeem yourself. Like, I would pay good money to see Sisterhood of the Traveling Murder Pants. Like, <laughs> that just sounds fantastic. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's like, I'm just picturing like in the trailer, there's this guy and it's like that they've come to to kind of like identify what's going on in their lives. And they're like, guys. There's a demon in these pants. <laughs> and like every like like stupid man in the audience goes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, stop. No, you, you gross human beings. And you got them <laughs> on a fire sale. <laughs> Hot off the rack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It works on too many levels. <laughs> you can still have all of the adventures and like all of like kind of the the issues that all the characters deal with in the movie, not that I've seen it more than once. Um, <laughs> no, Josh prefers but the like, sequel. Just add a demon into it. <laughs> or the demon doesn't physically make them do anything, but the pant, the demon pants, the demon pants <laughs> act like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Whoever's wearing yeah! it slowly gets corrupted by the demon pants and yeah. like basically kills people. And they have to like, Make sure that it only gets passed around before someone gets too evil and starts doing really bad things. So that's why they have to change the pants yeah, so often. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the poster just says, it... who wears the pants in this murder scene? <laughs> I, I need this so bad now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, why are we not movie writers? Like, we There's the so many team, reasons man. why we're not movie writers. <laughs> what do you got next, my dude? Um, oh god. Well, let's just do the uh, obvious one. Willy Wonka. Even yeah, me, easy. who is the big like Willy Wonka didn't actually kill the kids type of thing. Like, I've we've all seen that Willy Wonka recut trailer. Like, Willy Wonka could easily be a horror movie if you just change up the music or you know take the music out entirely or better yet make the music not separate from the movie so characters just start randomly singing without any knowledge as to why they're doing it and they're getting freaked out about it um or you know actually have Willy Wonka murderate the kids because the kids don't actually die in any of the movies once again Insert horse that I will beat again repeatedly because they are not dead in that oh, movie geez. is to learn a moral <laughs> lesson. <laughs> Next on the merch store, the Uncharted Glue Factory. Anyway, 
because they keep beating horses. Anyway, um, geez, that was a bad one. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, that's that's like the easiest one. That's low picking fruit. Everybody on Reddit has has kind of like written written, written some some version of a, of a horror Willy Wonka. Um, especially like <laughs> the original scary, but also. Johnny Depp's is deeply unsettling at multiple times. Oh yeah, that that's never um, laying ranch, Willy Wonka. Yeah, I mean yes, but still, uh, I, I I will say Johnny Depp's um is even without the without the the weird tunnel scene, definitely to me is oh still kind of what scary. weird tunnel scene are you talking about? Not the one <laughs> at all that I know by heart. <laughs> yeah and we're just gonna keep moving on um <laughs> just like not a repeat of that no 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 no. i already know it i already know that you know it and i know that and i know that i know that you know it and we just don't need to know oh but it'll be in the 200th oh yeah that's the thing oh hey look at that <laughs> how many more you got josh um, i've got six more oh you're gonna need to burn through some i got three okay. that i'm super proud I got of you dude here we go okay what if chicken run was actually done with like live chickens and like we actually see some of them get murdered like right in front of us so Holy it's not a crap. fun claymation adventure it's like a live action chickens getting killed anyone oh. anyone af born after the year 2000 is just going what movie because what okay run? <laughs> here's the most niche memory for all 90s kids we don't remember chicken run the movie we all remember Chicken Run the toys at Burger King. That's the <laughs> that's the oddly specific memory that uh, I have with dude. Chicken Run. Yeah, because like I remember back in, when toys say, were in great. The, in in the same vein, uh, I remember uh, the Neverland. Uh, like, what is it? The oh, uh, Peter Pan the, Return the, sorry, to Neverland. The the, uh, the Never Ending Story toys, but like not. The, I've that. never seen the movie ever. <laughs> like it's so weird. No, I just remember uh, the anyway. chicken run. I just remember the chicken run toys at Burger yeah. King. So, for those that don't know, Chicken Run is about a is about a is a claymation movie about a bunch of chickens who escape their their coop. The chickens fly the coop. Okay, it's 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 a joke. It's it's really funny. Um, in order for that to happen, they get a rooster that sneaks in, and yeah. Anyway, um, I just like much like in the vein of um. Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were Rabbit, which is awesome, been, it's fantastic, but also easily could be so horrifying. Um, I just think there's so many ways to just literally just live action all of the, the both those claymation films, and all of a sudden everything gets scarier. <laughs> so I think that's an easy one to do. Um, let's do Corella. Have her actually murder dogs? Um, because <laughs> okay, <that> is... <laughs> I like to enjoy my horror movies, and that doesn't yes. sound pleasant. No, but if we're going to make a make a movie based on the villain from one hundred one and one hundred and one Dalmatians, and you're telling me that her 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 like motivation is not to wear the skin of a Dalmatian, um, okay, then what else is she planning on doing with the Dalmatians? It's you, not like, Dalmatians anymore. Oh, she wants to wear the skin of humans. There you go. Oh, see, see, we're that's here. better. Human yeah, death. That's... Okay. In comparison to dogs, <laughs> like you could kill a hundred people in a slasher, but people will dog. come for you. If you kill one <laughs> no, dog, that's it. that's it. She's like, 
<laughs> she's like at one point like kills somebody and like after skipping over their dog and they're like oh we thought you were gonna kill the dog first she's like why why would i do that <laughs> like i'm not uh, a monster yeah okay okay but that like <laughs> i'm not i'm not yeah i'm not a monster um i like i just think I, this is i i'm not think i think i'm not alone in this corella should have been a lot t like scarier and should have been a lot more dark than it was um just because of like the character we see in the animated film, like there's no way that 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 those two are the are the two same ones. Um, I had uh, the Amazing Spider-Man turn that into as his first outing as Superman. Cool, but also as like Superman make, as, as Spider-Man. Sorry, um, <laughs> make the lizard actually like be like make his plan to turn everybody into lizards a little bit like scarier. Like have like people be disappearing throughout the city have like so because he has to tear, test his 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 uh serum on somebody and he doesn't he's already a lizard so he has to just make sure that every it works on everybody so people are disappearing throughout the city you can like it literally just turns it into like a uh, like a monster movie which is fantastic that just happens to be somebody with superpowers um to me that that could be a lot of fun uh i i the, the multiverse of madness has not scratched that superhero horror itch. Um, Moon Knight got close, uh, but that I, I need I need that that itch scratched. Um, okay, I am now down to three. <laughs> okay, so uh, we talked about Nicolas Cage earlier with Pig. Nicolas Cage is somehow connected to this because I think he'd be very disappointed if this ever got turned into a horror movie. But that's exactly why it'd be perfect. I want. A freaking Paddington horror movie. It's all a facade, people. I that thought. Yeah, baby. No one is this nice. Marmalade <laughs> is actually human blood. He's or or he 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 only eats marmalade uh, because it reminds him of congealed human blood. Yeah. And so it, 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 like that's the only way to satiate his his hunger. And then the UK runs out of marmalade and he goes on a killing spree. He goes like actually <laughs> feral and it's almost like a leprechaun movie. He just hides in between Dude, the houses. <laughs> I see like Paddington walking down like the streets of London with an axe in his hand. That stupid raincoat covered in blood. Like <laughs> it's like the raincoat from American Psycho. Yes, with exactly. his raincoat, like... he recreates the scene from American Psycho. <laughs> but best oh. of all, we keep Ben Wind uh, Whitshaw as the voice of Paddington. He just has that yes. calm, pleasant voice as he murdulates your spleen. And he just rips it out with his bare hands. With his bare hands. He kills anyway. everyone with his bare hands. <laughs> this October, one bear will kill all of London with his bare hands. It's unbearably <laughs> violent. All the bear puns throughout. He takes it. He takes the Freddy Krueger approach of just everything has a bear pun at the uh, at by the end of it. Just like, uh, sorry, little pause here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too good. All right, um, I've got my next is uh the original Grinch, um, but if it's like, the Jim Carrey you know, one, it already is a horror. I mean, I, okay, you know what? Let's lean into it. Let's lean into the Jim Carrey, uh, the Grinch. So let's say, how, let me ask you a question, Nate. Uh oh. Um, 
How does the Grinch steal Christmas spirit? He he steals by merging with Krampus. (laughs) He's a disciple of Krampus. Yeah, exactly. So to me, what a better way to just destroy Christmas spirit than literally killing everyone in Whoville. Um, like, like to me, that's it. Like he like snaps one day and he's like, you know what? Screw all you guys and starts slowly doing it. And like, it's all, all shot from the perspective of Cindy who. So like, it's like, it's, she's the that. final girl. Yes. Of so course, of course. The Cindy Grinch who is always, always the final girl. So the Grinch grew up believing that Santa was real. And so when he finds out that Santa is not by the people of Whoville that tell him otherwise, that's when he starts killing everyone. He's motivated mm. by being lied to by everyone realizing yes. Santa's not real. So then he slices and dices. And Cindy Lou Who has to have this like moment of maturity of growing and realizing you're an adult and believing that Santa's not real. And that's why she has to kill the Grinch now. You know, just I as just Dr. Like... Seuss intended. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and there's something so terrifying of like I mean the Grinch in by design people yeah um he actually no so 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 he the grinch actually like fashions like antlers to him like full antlers and max is running around and impaling people and like shaking them off with off his horns off cliffs and stuff like oh man last week i brought up santa slay with goldberg and my fantasy football team imagine the grinch just mowing over whovians wait yes no i'll settle for whovians i'll settle for him mowing over whovians yeah, yeah, that works. That works. Pavilion. Uh, he's, he's the the giant um sack that he uh steals all their presents in is made out of skin. Um, oh, like oh, Jeepers geez. Creepers. Yes. Oh, that's horrifying. Oh my gosh, I'm not okay with that. Oh man. <laughs> We're okay, uh. people. We swear. <laughs> oh, but I got two okay. more that I'm both incredibly yeah, proud I'll, of. I'll, I'll lean into my second to last. Um. I think so. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, in it, in its already original form, is it's a very good film. It's very scary. There's a lot of like really really tough imagery for a children's movie, and you want that's fine. If we can find a way to kind of merge the original story a little bit more, um, I'm totally okay with that. Like there there. I don't think you'd have to push the, the that film very hard, even in its current form, um, to, to really make it any less of a horror film. Maybe take the gargoyles out. I mean, you should probably take the gargoyles out anyway. Um, the gargoyles have, are never really there. I mean, I it's hear you. It's all in like, Quasimodo's head. That's fine. They're also the worst part of the film. No, no, no. Um, Not if they're comedic. If they're the voices in his head telling him to do the things that he needs to do. Oh, like 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 really messed up versions of Gronk's ang- uh, of uh, Kronk's yes. angles. Oh my god! Because he's been up there go. for so long, they're the, his only friends. Yes, yes, and like the the um, I what is the term the the the, the priest? I guess is what he is. Um, uh, you know who I'm talking about, though. Oh yeah, uh, he yeah he uh, Frollo. he's like Frollo is still like a terrible human being. Um, maybe like amp up the creepiness. I, that's already there. Um, I'm fine with the Hellfire song being there. I just wish they'd be more explicit as far as like, yo, this guy, like, he hates himself he for loving this gypsy woman. 
and he will do anything he can to get to get her, to have her regardless if she wants it or not. And it's like whether um, she's hey. alive or not. Yeah, it's like, mm, uh, bro, I mm, this is a kid's movie. What is this? This is clearly horror. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't think you'd have to push that movie very hard to become, to make it a, a horror film. No. So this initially was going to be my the last one I talked about, but then as I started brainstorming, I have another idea that I think is even better. Uh, but Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah, okay. Dora the Explorer horror movie, but specifically like how they did in the live-action movie of her and her friends go on this adventure in the jungle. God, if, if the villain of the movie just took Map out of her backpack and ripped it up and just left them for dead in the middle of this jungle where she has no form of navigational skills. She's like, oh, yes, I know the way. No, no, you don't. And they're stuck Blair Witch style in the middle of this jungle with hunters trying to kill them. An actual fox named Swiper trying to kill <laughs> Swiper's them. <laughs> Swiper's here to steal your life. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Ooh. Like, yes, trap, trap Dora in the middle of the jungle and watch her friends struggle for life. Yes. That's what we've all wanted. And Diego doesn't help at all. So just like the real show. And then <laughs> oh, 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 oh. the only survivor, the only survivor naturally is Boots. <laughs> An oddly still talking monkey who's like just voiced by Danny Trejo. <laughs> is he really voiced like by Danny Trejo in the film? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I I, I know I've been meaning to see to watch this. But yeah, Danny Trejo was, voices Boots in the dorm. What was that dog? Come on! Yeah, oh Danny Trejo is in it, and also they did not market that film well at no, all. No, no, they did not. It's <laughs> Boba Fett's in it too for some reason. Yeah, for some reason he's there. Oh my gosh! Okay, what, what, what's survivor. your last one then? What's your okay? So, Will Smith, just as a person. Yeah, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. But no, that's not where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, I don't normally like rom-coms, but I like this one. And I think we can turn it on its head. Will Smith's Hitch. But instead of Hitch, Hitch meets American Psycho. Why is this your last one too? No, it's not. But like, that's so good. Like he's using um hit the the whole hitch thing to find targets. Uh huh. Oh, dude, that's so good. And Will Smith already like you know before he just slapped the crap out of Chris Rock, he already has this kind of natural charisma that people gravitate towards him. Or worse yet, like Hitch. He teaches how people how to be smooth and suave enough to get away with their Patrick Bateman type murders. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> I kind of really like that. Right. Like, in, in, in a, like a really messed up way. But yeah, like I kind of really like that. Like that. Oh, my gosh. And like the 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 final girl is the one that like figures him out as for what he is. And uh -huh. like, so it's, Oh, dude, that'd be great. And like, he actually accidentally falls. Still, accidentally falls in love with her, and it's like, ah, crap. Like, and I by can't the end of it, he her. still does. It's the final girl yes. problem, and he won't kill her because he loves, quote unquote, loves her. But she wants nothing to do with him and wants him dead. Hot 
Damn. I want this now. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. It makes my last one look kind of sad, but like I could. So we've been doing like some old polls on all of this of like stuff from the nineties to like recent stuff. But like, do you remember? And I, I only like I saw uh, the a character from this, and then I, like my brain started going. Do you remember that old like short from Disney Pixar? Of the old man playing himself in chess. My still one of my all-time favorite shorts they ever did. Absolutely. Same. Um, what if we expanded that to an hour and a half movie, which is just him slowly going insane, which is why he's playing himself in chess. I'm thinking like um like Call that, but like 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 uh like machinist where he doesn't realize he's the person who's mm. causing him all this pain and he's like he doesn't re he thinks he's the only one playing but he doesn't understand where his opponent keeps going and he's like what what, what is all of this and then he finally finally like someone is like man do you do you need someone to play with because like you're only ever playing yourself in when at the park and it's like oh whoa and like yeah i just there, there's something I think there to definitely like go with a machinist like fight club approach. Maybe obviously not as gritty, but like I think having it be this sweet old man who doesn't realize that he's going absolute. Oh man, actually that sounds like a really sad movie now that I I'm saying it. Like, like Anthony it's Hopkins about is Al's, playing it. Yeah, like Alzheimer's is getting to him and he doesn't realize. Yeah, oh, man, why no! did you take this? This isn't horror. This is sad. I don't want this. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, uh, think of I something else on the fly. Yeah, you made it. Uh, you, you John Goose. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Well then, I don't, I, how do we transition out of Josh doing that? <laughs> oh gosh, I got it. I got it. Okay. So much like how that movie would make you sad. A lot of these movies we've discussed would also be scary in that like weird like one to ten scale. Uh, <laughs> I uh, sort of go with because uh, we've got some good ones. I think we we talked we kind of pitched today. Like I just this is way too much fun. Um, I didn't realize like there was so many movies that we could change into horror. I mean, like obviously, like you there's a lot of movies you can change into horror movies, but like ones that like exponentially makes the movie so much better i want like, the demon pants dude the demon pants let's go demon pants t-shirt coming to t-public oh <laughs> uh, time to button this one up it's the demon pants that make will smith go crazy <laughs> It's so Get really hitched. all the movies we, we've all we've pitched these movies all is actually like this ten movie series of how they all relate They're to each all other. All connected back to the demon pants, the sisterhood of the traveling demon pants. Yes, buttoning up this summer. Who wears the pants in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> But what do you guys think? What are some movies that you aren't necessarily horror movies by any stretch of the imagination, but you think would be fun to rework into scary movies? Let us know in the comments below. Get creative down in those comments. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year so we can talk about Dark Jar Jar. And also, we're now like four or five episodes away from the 200th like depending on when you're listening to this so 
We've got the best of the Uncharted Media Podcast episode. Oh boy. It's a doozy going down memory lane. Yeah, it's it's it'll be a good one. I think you'll enjoy that one. So, as always, stay sharp movie guys and gals.